Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Let's have a word of prayer. We'll get right into today's Bible lesson. Father, we thank you and we give you praise and honor. We lift our voices, we lift our hearts, we lift our minds up to you today to receive revelation from heaven, a revealing of yourself, a revealing of the kingdom and how it works the revealing of the Word. And we praise you and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. Let's welcome all, all of the people out there to the broadcast. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Thank you. Our, our, our golden text for all last week and this week, Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now. That's too weak. <laughs> now! <laughs> there is therefore now. You can't say now a while ago. It always updates to right now. And you think about it. We, we just talked about it in so many different ways. But it's gone. It's gone. What are you going to do with your mind? Oh, Brother Kevin, I can't do anything about it. Well, whose mind is it? It's yours. It's time you did something with it. Now, thoughts fail when you're fighting thoughts with thoughts. And particularly if it's something that's just really ripping into you. I mean, Some incident, some thing that just, you just can't get off your mind. And you're just worried about it and you're carrying the care of it. Well, in the first place, the Bible said in, in, in um, 1 Peter 5 that that's pride. That's right, amen. That you should be turning that whole thing, all, anxiety of all kind, I don't care what it is, over to Jesus. Amen. You're not qualified, I'm not qualified to carry it. But it's just on your mind. It's just on your mind. It's on your mind, night and day, and it's just there. And you just, and you think, you think about all the things you wish you'd have said, and all the things you wish you hadn't have said. And I'm just going to give them a piece of my mind. Well, it sounds to me like you ain't got much of it left. You better. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just tearing you up. Medical signs knows and and have scientifically proven that the physical human body should, should last 120 years. They don't know nothing about Genesis 6, 3. Most people think God said, um, you know, three score and 10 or 70, 80 if by. God didn't say that. No, that was a curse that came on a disobedient people out there in that wilderness. God had already said it in the sixth chapter of Genesis, you understand that's pretty well the beginning. <laughs> the days of man shall be 120 years. So they know that this thing is supposed to last 120 years. But I've learned from the Bible, I've learned from people that, that know the reason, the main reason 
The main reason is damaging the brain with worry and fear and strife. Good people. I'm not talking about the rest of the world. I'm talking about born again people. I, I'm talking about good people. You understand? I'm not, I'm not criticizing people. But I am very critical of myself where this is concerned. I know this. So I took communion. You remember where the, where the Bible said, let not the sun go down on your wrath. Give no place to the devil. All that's one statement. The numbers weren't in there when the Apostle Paul wrote that. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Give no place to the devil. So don't let the sun go down on your worry and your care. Don't you go to bed afraid. Don't you go to sleep afraid. I'm talking to you out there now. Yeah, but you don't understand, brother. It's, 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 my, it's my child. Well, then that even the more Amen. you need to get a hold of. The best thing you could possibly do is roll the care of that over on your father. You're not qualified to carry it. You certainly can't heal him. You certainly can't heal her. Back when John was just a little boy, he, uh, we, we were uh, on a, in, a, in a meeting, and uh, he just, he, he, his, he just, his skin just, turned bright red, and he wasn't but about, oh, he wasn't even going to school yet. He was probably five. And he was just, his, feel, his skin felt like kind of like crepe paper. It just, and it just the sunlight just, oh, just, he just couldn't hardly, he just cried her so bad. Well, you know, Gloria and I, we laid hands on him and prayed and and he got better, and then it came back, you know, and all that kind of thing. And uh, I got up in the middle of the night and went in there to check on him, and then went on back to bed, and and uh, and the thing just kept getting worse. And I had no idea what it was. But it wasn't good, whatever it was. And whatever it was is under the curse. And I knew that. And we're redeemed with the curse. And as it was the, oh, about, I don't remember now exactly, it was about three days of that. And I said, Lord, I'm missing it here. Where am I missing it? You can't miss it. What, 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 what what's happening here? And I heard this. He said, you need to roll the care of that over on me. And I said, well, I thought I did. He said, well, then why would you get up in the middle of the night and go in there and check on him? Now, Brother Copeland, you're thus irresponsible as a parent if you're going in there and checking him. Really? Irresponsible is not turning it over to God. Now, the natural carnal mind thinks that way, but we're not supposed to be thinking carnally mind. What does it say? There's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the five physical senses, but after the Spirit or after the Word. So I said, all right. 
And sure enough, I woke up right in the middle of the night and had my feet out on the floor about to go in there in that other room and check on John. And I remembered what the Lord said. And I remembered I'd gone to first Peter five and cast a hold of that care over on him. I said, Nope, not going in there. No, sir. Oh, the spirit of condemnation. What kind of a parent are you? you? I said, ha ha, not me. I'm not going in there. Yeah, but he's kicked his cover off of himself. I said, okay. Then his, then the ministering spirits, First chapter of the book of Hebrews. Are they not angels? Are they not all ministering spirits? It's minister for those heirs of salvation. I said, ministering angel, just go in there and cover him up. He doesn't have any cover on him. And I went back to bed and just slept. Well, I got up the next morning and got getting ready for my morning service. And, and uh, the, you know, kids were still asleep. So I got on up and went on the service. And... Uh, <laughs> After the morning service, I was visiting with some people there. And uh, this is back in the days when our meetings went two, three weeks at a time. And I felt a tug on my, on my coattail into John. I said, son, just a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to somebody. And I turned back around and he tugged it again. Daddy, I said, son, wait a minute. But daddy, look at me, I'm healed. <laughs> and he jerked his shirt up like that. He said, look, look. Can you see it? Can you see where the spirit of condemnation did its best to get a hold of my mind? To get my mind off the word to what I knew the word of God said, what I knew by, I knew it by faith and I knew it by experience, but I was disobedient to it. And now you can understand people that don't know that and don't know the word, but still, but still the word of God and the laws of faith and the laws of fear still work. I don't care who you are. Amen. Now my mother, <laughs> bless her heart. Somebody sent me, they had some cassette tapes of my mother's Bible class where she talked about this. They sent this to me just a few weeks ago. I heard my mother's voice again. And she was talking about this very thing. Now, I've told, I've told this story a lot. She prayed for me for 13 years, doing her best to get me, keep me from going to hell. And now listen to this. She did this not knowing, or she knew the scripture, but she didn't have a revelation of it, of 1 Peter 5, casting a care. She didn't know really to do that. She did it by being led by the Spirit. She just, one day she just threw her Bible down on the kitchen table she said, I've prayed the last prayer I'm going to pray for him. If he goes to hell, it's your fault. And just, she said, I ain't praying another prayer. Gloria got saved in two weeks. I got saved in three. Thirteen years. She said, 
If I'd have just known to do that, <laughs> I could have done this a long time ago. See what, what it means to have revelation of the Word and to know the kingdom and how the kingdom works. I heard Gary Cassie say this, and it just, it, it, it really marked my thinking. Jesus did not say, seek ye first God. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. And his righteousness, or what? His way of being right, how it works. You already know God, you're born again. Amen. You already know him. But what we need to know is how this kingdom works because we're responsible for working it. God is not. Understand this. In the beginning, God created his man and his wife and gave this whole earth and all the authority in it over to him. And it can't be reversed. It can't be reversed. It's that way now. You remember in the 18th chapter of the book of Matthew? No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not off my subject here. We're still talking about not yielding to condemnation, not yielding to your mind and the pressures on your mind from fear, fear-based. All condemnation is fear-based. Failure-based. All of it based on Adam's failure way back there then and it's on everybody's mind. So, and I said you can't fight thoughts with thoughts, so that, that's where we're hitting. So, um, 18th chapter of Matthew. Let's turn over there. I can quote it to you, but I don't want to do that. You need to put your eyes on it. Matthew 18. I want you to notice earth has to move before heaven can. It isn't that heaven don't want to. They can't because of the spiritual laws that have been established. They are forever. It will always be this way. Throughout eternity, it will be this way. Notice the 18th verse, Matthew 18, 18. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth, you see where earth is first? Shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now I say it again to you. Notice what he said. I, again, I say unto you, if two of you shall agree on earth, on earth, two of you shall agree on earth, as touching anything they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. So it is it's so important to understand. Heaven has already done everything they need to do. Amen. Now, it's in the ball is in our court according to what we believe, according to what we say, according to what we do. 
If you shall ask anything, if, no, but let me back up. If my word, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you shall ask whatsoever you will. It shall be done unto you. Not left up to God. He's already said it. He's already done it. Amen. Amen. So answered prayer is over here in our area. And I'm going to tell you something, folks, begging won't get it. If it did, everybody would have their prayers. <laughs> it just won't. Begging is fear-based. It's a lack of knowledge. And people die. Not because God is unwilling. That's where, that, that's where erroneous doctrines come from. Well, I tell you what, I just ask him every way I knew and my baby died. Sweetheart, listen, I'm hurting for you. I, I'm hurting with you. But that doesn't work. You really just got whipped is what happened. Now, we're going to deal with that. Break the power of grief. Because the word says sorrow not. And it's not easy. But you can get the joy of the Lord on your face and you can begin to praise and worship God. I'm telling you, God, well, he took my baby boy. He did not. He didn't. You can't find that in the Bible. You only find that in religious books. He didn't do it. I had the Lord say this very boldly to me one day. He said, Kenneth, I obey my own laws. I don't kill. I don't steal. I'm not the thief. I don't steal, kill, and destroy. I'm the one that brought life. Only one man did he ever send to hell? And it was Jesus. Mm. That ought to straighten your day up. <laughs> Praise God. So now what do you do with your thoughts? We read last week in the 12th chapter of Romans where we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. That has to be done with the Word. You have to find the words, scriptures, promises, uh, Bible facts that cover your situation. And you put them in your heart, your eyes, your mouth, your ears, and, and, and you begin to meditate on them. Now, you, Jesus gave us a clue, big clue. Why take ye thought saying, and he was talking about worry, about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, what you're going to put on. He said, that's, that, that, that's what the Gentiles see. You seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added to you. So how, how you take that, therefore there are no, now no condemnation which are in Christ Jesus. Okay, I take that thought. There's no condemnation to me. I'm in Christ Jesus. And I mean, things may be just, just beating me over the head over this thing. But I take that thought and say it. That's right. I take that thought and say it. Yes. 
I take that thought and say it. It don't do any good if it's just a thought because you're giving the devil equal time. His thoughts will just overbear yours. Take that thought and say it. Take that thought and say it. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to Kenneth Copeland. I am not the condemned. <laughs> I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's who I am. Shut your mouth, Satan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take the thought. Say it. Take the thought. Say it. Now, how do I know when my mind is renewed? When it starts coming out my mouth without me having to think about it. That's what all that worry was doing. It's coming out your mouth without you even thinking about it. You'd be doing something else and then realize, oh man, I got that debt on my mind again. And I've rolled to carry that over on God. Yeah, let me, let me tell you something. You, uh, stand up here, brother. Now you come to me and say, Brother Copeland, I, I need to borrow your pen. Well, I can't say I don't have a pen. I have cast that pen over on my brother. You notice how quick he gave it back to me? It's mine. That's how quick. The, the Lord doesn't have any. He, he, he didn't. He, he cannot hang on to your care. It belongs to you. The second you go back, oh, Jesus, I just, oh, you just took it up again. Repent. <laughs> Repent. You do something with your mind. You say this. My mind is my mind. I refuse in the name of Jesus to think the devil's thoughts. I will thank God's thoughts in the name of Jesus. And then 10 seconds later, <laughs> no, did do it again. I've done this exercise with you before. We're going to do it again today and you do it there at home. And don't just sit there and look at me because if you don't enter in, that's probably your problem. You're not obedient. I'm not being funny about this. Do you believe that I'm called of God? We only got 30 seconds. We've got to do this quick. Start counting from one to five silently. Now, out loud, tell me your name. How many of you didn't do it? You didn't say your name out loud. I got you. <laughs> what happened when you said something out loud? Your mind had to stop and see what your mouth had to say. And that's what happens when you begin to speak the Word. Hallelujah! We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.